G'day and welcome to another episode of Spectrum Uncensored. Today I have with me Beck from Brisbane. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Would you like to start with uh, just telling me a little bit about what you do and where you're from? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Beck Lowther. I am from Multicap um, in Brisbane. I am the Employment Pathways Manager at Multicap, so my role is pretty exciting. I uh, support people coming into supported employment through our ADEs, and I also develop programs um, while they're in supported employment. And the end goal is to uh, transition people into open employment in our community with the supports that they need through NDIS. It must be an amazing job. Like it oh. must be so rewarding because it's it's definitely something I think about on a regular basis with my son, even though he is like pretty much only halfway to adulthood. It's still, you know, we're always thinking towards the future and, you know, can they get to a point where they're working or can they be independent and things like that? So I feel like this is a very important conversation to have because I think everybody with a child that has a disability um, it's thinking about this and has questions about this. That's exactly right. Um, yeah, I've been in the sector for about 15 years. I was a support worker. I actually worked in um, childcare with early childhood um, with children with disabilities. And then I moved into uh, a sport worker in adulthood. And um, when I was a sport worker, it just kept coming back about people wanting work. So I transitioned into the disability employment service through the Australian government and I did really, really well there. I loved it there, but something was missing. So I came back into the NDIS um, with another company and then transitioned to Multicap. And um, I've been absolutely just um, in, immense myself in um, supported employment and pathways to open employment. And I think it's never too early because they, we, we engage with people um, as young as 14 years old to um, explore what, what their goals are and what, what they want to do when they finish school. So it's I think it's important the earlier we engage with um, students, the better. Yeah, well, it, sound, it does sound like you were kind of made to, you know, to end up where you are, like you were bound for there. Um, it's Yeah, it was almost like your path was already um, paved. It was, yeah, it was pretty instilled in me from a very young age. Both my parents worked full-time, um, so it was instilled at me from a very young age. It's it's really important to um, have a job that you love, have a job that you're passionate about. And um, my parents always used to say, if, you, if you're passionate about it, you won't work a day in your life. And I feel that way every single day. I, I work with some amazing people in Multicap and I also work with some amazing participants um, who are doing some great things out in the community and some of them are in open employment now. So um, pretty pretty exciting stuff. That's amazing. And and to know that you're making such a difference to so many people's lives and it's it doesn't just start and end with the person with the disability. It obviously does role have that role on effect um with the families and things like that and that um that knowing that the person that they're caring for is is being well cared for outside of their kind of realm, I suppose. And I think yeah. when you you get somebody a job, it, it's it's their families that are on that um, that journey and community like the schools and then from there that just that's a flow on effect. If you get one person um, working and supported really well to achieve their dreams, then everybody around them sees that and, and they buy into 
that they can do it as well. So, and I'm, I'm doing nothing. All I am as a passenger on their, their car. So <laughs> I just, um, I just give them the directions and they're on their way. So it's all them, not me. I think you've got to give yourself a little more credit than that. But, <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it definitely helps to have some um, good support and a, and a good guidance um, in that respect, because it's, yeah, a lot of people don't know where to start or um, where to go for this kind of help. So it's, it's really, it's really good to, um, hear a little bit about, you know, it how people been really, go about it. Yeah, it's been really difficult in the past because, you know, the, we've all only had really the likes of Disability Employment Service, Workforce Australia, um, which are really, really good programs. Um, however, the NDIS coming in has uh, flipped it around and now we have that funding to individualise somebody's journey. So if uh, somebody comes in and they want to work with animals, we we can we can sort of work out exactly why they want to work with animals, what part of working with animals um, inspires them to to go down that route, um, what do they what do they want to do, what don't they want to do, who they want to work with, where they want to work, and from there we can really um, uh, map out exactly who we're going to um, approach about these opportunities and engage with work experience. And um, yeah, go from there. So I think the NDIS has allowed people to really customise the employment that they want and have that support for as long as they need to be independent, as well as supporting the employers as well, because I think that's a really big gap in our community is employers don't want to employ um, people that might be a bit more challenging. They're not sure, they're unsure, they're not getting the education that they need. So the NDIS um, and my programs as well in Multicap are ensuring that employees that do want to explore that, um, employing somebody of all abilities, that they have that uh, support to back them. And again, flow on effect. If, if an employer is employing somebody with a disability and they do really well and they have a great experience with it, they're going to tell so many other employers and our community is just going to be a whole lot better and a lot more inclusive. Yeah, I think it's that fear of the, the unknown or um, and, and that lack of education and awareness in, in – um, and it's not through any – particular fault of anything it's just that you know we're not coming together um in a way that is is helping raise that awareness i think it's a little bit clunky still but we're getting there it's definitely you know well (laughs) it's improving yeah the federal government has announced um some money into uh employment through the ndis um the royal commission's uh going to be meeting i believe in september to discuss some um opportunities uh with making employment more accessible to people of all abilities so i think we're, we're, we are definitely headed in the right direction we're a little bit behind um a, a lot of parts of the world but we're definitely getting there and i think um a lot of people have made a lot of noise in order for um, all ability employment opportunities for people It is definitely, um, I just feel like this year alone, there's been a lot of talk about disabilities in in lots of different areas, which has been really, really nice because for a long time, there wasn't much representation in um, political talk and things like that. It was mainly, you know, that we tend to focus on children and the elderly, but we don't really talk about the middle bit. Um, So it's, yeah, I find that often people tend to forget that you're still disabled when you're an adult. It, you know, it may present differently to when you're a child, but ultimately it doesn't go away um, as you age. So 
It's, it's um, definitely gotten better. Um, I know when I was uh, starting out in the industry, there was so much um, support for children. But the minute they finished school, um, a lot of families were, were lost, like, you know, thinking my child can get a job. My child has that capability. Um, but once they finish school, they end up getting lost in the system. And that that's heartbreaking, not only for people like me who really want to get in there and and support on their, their journey and their passions. But teachers as well, you, you talk to a lot of teachers at special schools and mainstream schools and the special education units and they're heartbroken because they know coming up to year 12 or year 13, what what's next? And they don't have any line of sight um, once they walk out those gates. So it's, um, yeah, people like Multicap are coming in and really supporting that journey and that process to map out a plan for the next few years to um, increase independence and achieve those goals. And I know there's a lot of teachers around Queensland especially that are really grateful for that because we forget as well that teachers are the ones that are sitting there heartbroken going, what, what's next for them? Um, we didn't know what 100% sure, but the NDIS has done some incredible things in that space too. And I think that that is definitely right in what you're saying with you, you go through school and these kids, they have that routine and that structure and they're, it's, I guess, as we grow, um, we have had school and then once we leave school, we go to work and then we've still got that structure and that routine and that, not necessarily nine to five, but um, so for a person to finish up school and then be told, well, I don't know now, like it's not that's terrifying i I think that's right Um, i i wouldn't want that for my child he's you know as you say they're very capable it's just finding out what fits um within their kind of mold rather than trying to fit them into one that's it and um i've actually developed a program that kicks off uh next year where um uh, students that have finished school this year come in straight after new year's and they start a 12-week program um, and it's introduction to employment. So they work in our supported employment space um, in Tingalpa on the south side of Brisbane, Tingalpa and Rockley. And we also incorporate not only work and um, skills to build uh, work, work capacity and work skills, but also we're doing life skills, how to communicate um, more effectively in the big wide world. And um, how to uh, be a bit more independent, um, logging on and using a work email, um, being able to clock in and clock out at work. So the first 12 weeks of this program is all about building those fundamental skills and also building an understanding of what the next steps are because the next steps after the 12 weeks might not be I want to work in a warehouse, it might be I want to work at a cafe or I want to work um, in, in a warehouse or I want to work in retail. So it's spending the first 12 weeks of that year really supporting that participant on what their journey is and what those goals are and what they want what they aspire to be so i'm pretty proud of that program that um, i'm developing and i think a lot of uh programs will start to roll out over the next few years in the ndis space that sounds amazing and i think too often especially with um 
kids that are disabled, too often people are focusing on what they can't do rather than actually focusing on what they can do and then building on that, you know, like it's just because they can't do certain things doesn't mean they can't get there using the tools that they already have. It's it's very much thinking outside the box. And that sounds like you do that a lot, which, um, yeah. That's right. And hasn't COVID told us, if COVID's taught us anything, it's we can make anything work. We can make anything, we can adjust any job to align with what we need to get out of it to achieve what we need to achieve. I think we need to look at that in the same way of looking at um, incorporating somebody with a disability into any workspace. Like we can we can adjust things, we can make adjustments to support their strengths and what they can do to build a, an employment opportunity and build an open employment opportunity where it's full wage and and utilising those supports through the NDIS to be successful. They don't have to be there long-term. They can be there long-term. We've got people that are working in open employment that two years later they still have a, a lot of support. But then we also have people that were supported for six months and now they're in open employment and they don't need those supports because they've got a great employer as well um, who understands and has learnt to understand how to support somebody um, with a disability. So it, it's really bearable. But I think COVID, if COVID's taught us anything, is that we can make it work. We just have to make some adjustments. But what would you say to people that have the opinion of, you know, it's going a bit far and having having all these supports in place for, I guess, one person um, to get them into the workforce when you could kind of just put that energy into people that can just do it? if you know what I mean? Like, what would you say to people that kind of have that opinion? Because it is quite a common opinion. I've, I've noticed that through school and things like, it's like that, it's like, oh, okay, well, your son needs all this extra help, but it's taking away from these people or it's, you know, it's unfair because they, they're getting extra help when, you know, people, other I think, people aren't. I, I believe with the right supports in place and um, really customising an employment opportunity for someone, there shouldn't be that many adjustments that need to be made. So, for example, if, if we're um, putting, if, we, if somebody comes to us and they want to work in a cafe, um, but they need uh, support with their memory, will they have a job coach there? And what that job coach will do will be to work out exactly what strategies or what things need to be put in place to assist with their memory, whether that be an iPad to take orders, whether that and with pictures, um, whether that be uh, a checklist that they they carry with them. So it's not about you need to make all these adjustments for them to be successful. It's about give us some time to work in your workplace and find what we can put into place so that it doesn't impact the day to day operations of the business. But you're giving somebody who is passionate about uh, working at your cafe at that opportunity and when you hire somebody with that passion you're not going to have them um, off sick as much as um, you know your your average worker you're going to have them coming in every single day they're going to be excited to come in every day they're going to want to work for you they're going to want to achieve um, so I think it's it's talking to the provider like Multicap and saying, you know, I, I, I am interested in this, how would it work for me? And also how would it work for that participant? So it's really individualized, it's really customized to make sure that there is um, there isn't this this big 
uphill battle that has to be faced. You've got to make sure you're putting um, a, a round peg into a round hole and not a square peg into a round hole. It's very much like down to planning and I say, and problem solving. I say that my life with my son is very much just problem solving all the time. And I think to environmental factors, you know, if the environment is friendly for everyone, there's no, you know, there's no real need to make massive adjustments, as you say. So it's also um, the same thing with what you were saying with um, them wanting to come to work. I've noticed that with my son, he loves jobs. Like he loves having a purpose. I think everybody does. Everyone wants yeah. to have a purpose in life and have a have a place. So um, I just find that people that have a disability or some sort of disadvantage, um, they tend to be more driven. I don't know what it is, but they do. They tend to, you know, they want to be, they want to be there and they want to do all the things. Because they're passionate, because they're so passionate about um what what interests them what what makes them smile um and I think everybody is if you if you speak to anybody and you ask them you know what are you into my best friend is um very much into uh powerlifting and weights and and if you speak to her about other things in her life she'll yeah 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 no worries you talk to her about her fitness my goodness you won't shut her up she will absolutely absolutely smash it and I think that's with everybody. So when we're talking about um, disability employment opportunities, we're really focusing on what are you, what are you passionate about? What's going to get you up in the morning and excited for every single day, and then to come home and and feel like you've achieved something great. And I think everybody kind of needs to take a page out of that book. But we've we've let people with disabilities not have those opportunities for so long. The, the stats um, say, you know, the unemployment rate for people with disabilities is well and truly over 50%. So we need to really customise these opportunities and then educate the community on how we can make this work and, and really reduce that unemployment rate because there's, there's a lot of people in uh, Australia with disabilities that desperately want work and they're just not being looked at. It's just not, it's not right. So with um, the people that you do work with within disabilities and things like that, you've got nonverbal people, you've got people in wheelchairs, you've got, you know, blind people, deaf people, you've got everybody. Just, yep. Yeah, there's no, there's no. Uh... <laughs> no. <laughs> you've just said yes, that's all, that's all correct. We, we, yeah. we have in our, in our supported employment environment, our ADEs, we have people of all abilities and people that are currently working in our assisted employment program, which is open employment with supports, all abilities, all, all, all abilities. So um, it really, it, it, it doesn't matter where you come from, what, what barriers you face, we can, we can break down those barriers and customise a opportunity. And I said before disadvantages, obviously I used air quotations and I, I use the word disadvantages because that's kind of how society that's right. sees it. You know, it's, I, I personally don't see it that way. I find that everybody has their strengths and their weaknesses. It doesn't mm. matter if you've got a disability or not. Not everyone is good at, at everything. Um, so I think it's, it is definitely important for people to open their eyes and, and not um, define somebody by their disability yeah. because I find that happens often with my son. They, my son's nonverbal, so um, people will often not take him seriously in a lot of ways. Like he communicates in different ways. So it's almost like they don't 
believe what he's saying or take much weight in what he's saying because the words aren't coming from his mouth. So I think that people need to be very open-minded and also understand that it's a human being. They they have feelings, yeah. they have wants, they have needs, just like every other person. It's just that they struggle here and there with things that they may not had they not had a disability. And it's all about learning and understanding and being open to learning and understanding. If somebody, um, an employer um, or a community member is open to understanding and open to having a conversation, what they'll find is that their idea or concept of a person with a disability is completely different to what that person actually is. We have a gentleman at one of our sites who is nonverbal and um, he was doing one job and he, he was only interested in doing that one particular job. When I went to visit him to um, support with putting together some strategies to encourage him to do other jobs, what I found is he was very passionate about teaching me this particular job. So now he actually teaches new people that come in this job and he's he's leading that uh, group in training that particular job. So everybody was like, oh, my God, like he loves doing that. He loves teaching. He loves training. So that's what he does now. He, he trains new people in this particular job. But it was all about understanding and and exploring and really getting to know that participant to know well he's actually he's very good at training people so let's put him in that space so now we have another pathway now that we could see him in open employment in the future because that's what he loves he loves training people loves showing people the right way to do something and step by step on how to do it so that's what I mean. It's about understanding, learning and being open to that. And I think if people in the community can just be more open and want to engage in that conversation with a, a company or a participant or a family member, then we're going to break down those those barriers. And when we say disadvantage, I always say all abilities because we all have barriers that like I work in an office and I can't use Excel for the life of me. And <laughs> Even my boss will look at me and go, how, how did you not know how to do that? I don't know. I, I don't know how to use Excel. It's, it's completely illiterate to me. I can't do maths. I can't public speak very well. I have to be one-on-one. I sit there and freeze up. We've got, everybody has got abilities to do great things and things that they just plain suck at. And, yep. and that's everyone, disability or not. And what do you think is, why do you think you're, job is so important inclusive inclusiveness in the um employment everyone deserves a job it's it's one of the um uh, maslow's hierarchy of needs like you know when we look at people need food and shelter and love and acceptance and employment in order to have money to get all those things it's it's so important and it's a fundamental thing that we take for granted every single day and we just let a huge chunk of people not have that opportunity. That's not right. And for me, as I've as I've gone through my career, this is something that when I listen to participants, they they want employment, they want a job, they want to get up in the morning, get dressed, and go out and and do something great. And I think as people, we really take that for granted because there is a lot of people out there who would do anything to get up in the morning and go, I'm going to work, I'm going to earn money, and I'm going to do something incredible today. 
So I think my career path and, and why I'm so passionate is I believe everybody has that opportunity. If they don't want it, that's okay. They, they might they might find value and they might find passion in their life in other ways and that's all right. But if they want a job, nothing should stand in their way, let alone a disability as such. Shouldn't be issued. They've got something that they can provide to an employer. So again, it's all about opening opening those conversations, having those conversations, and really opening your doors to exploring uh, the right fit for for a company. What you're doing is just like absolutely amazing. Like you're amazing. The company sounds amazing. I just yeah I. I could just listen to you all day and I'm so I'm coming to you when my son is old enough to um, oh, to thank you so much I to be absolutely employed. love what I do and um yeah you'll you'll never keep me quiet about this uh particular <laughs> subject because it's it's so important it's it's so important that people go I, I, I want a job and the the world is their oyster you know we had it everybody should have it I think that's that's the that's a really great part about all this is being able to talk about just what supports are in place because people don't realize there is a lot of support out there and you're not helpless or hopeless there's a lot of people you can talk to for some help so absolutely and I I would encourage um, people to call their um, NDIS their local NDIS office um, calling multicap as well and having those conversations with the team in customer service they can explain what what is on offer what what can be provided um, and just finding out what in your area um, will be able to support you on your with your NDIS um, because yeah there there is so many um, categories core funding capacity building that um, you can put into your plan to be able to achieve those goals so uh, by all means call your local NDIS office call Multicap um, uh, or your any any provider um, that might be able to explore but definitely multicap has the, the supported employment assisted employment um, and it's very individualized for each person i think i'll be getting a lot of questions about this episode so um just be be advised that i might have to have you back on at some stage no absolutely but... i'll be more than happy to do a q and i'm also more than happy to um pop up my email and phone number um for anybody to give me a call um but yeah just opening that conversation having that conversation I'm more than happy to come out to any any family any school any employer and just talk their ear off about what I love and um hopefully make a huge difference in the in the community yeah I mean one family at a time but it's just thank you so much for coming on and having a chat to me because yeah what you do is amazing so thank you so much and I I hope I can pleasure I can chat to you again soon thank you so much Jamie thank you take care